Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, tonight, we have a bittersweet show as... The Expanse has come to an end. It's also a sad night because the 4400 is back. Oh, crap. Sorry. Um, Bear with me one second. Uh, Darn it. Sorry, I'm having Jamie issues. I'm having technical issues. So while I'm trying to get the website to load, because I had it up, and then it disappeared on me. Well, not so much disappeared as froze. Uh, what else we got tonight? We've got uh, Boba Fett, which Jamie, or Jamie, Karen and I are going to talk about as soon as I get this loaded so I can let her in. <laughs> okay, there we go. That was weird. Hello. Hello, Karen. Hello. Hello, AJ. How are you? Boy, technical difficulties, Good. huh? Yeah, I had the website open, and then it, like, I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> It's well, funny because I, you know, I, every, every week I do this, like every week um, the, 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 the voice in my ear says, your show will go live in five seconds, four, three, two, one. But it never matches down on the website. So every week I, I reload the page to get it to sync in so I know when to start talking. Otherwise people might, you know, hear, eh, you know. And this time I reloaded the page and it just went blank. <laughs> well, we it's, do have difficulties from time to time, but we appreciate that there's a free podcasting option. I mean, we have the – oh, no, we don't have a free. We're on Rogers Premium Network, we don't aren't have we? Free. We're on Rogers. We don't have free. We're on Rogers Network, which is a premium. Uh, he pays for it, yeah. Uh, we're very grateful to Roger for paying for that and inviting us to be part of his network. Um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes we have a few bumps in the road. Anyway, um, we're a few minutes late, so I heard you giving the intro. We only have three shows tonight. Um, Boba Fett, The Expanse, and 4400. So we're going to jump into Boba, right? Yes. Okay. So, feelings, thoughts? Um, 
I'm going to start the show by saying Danny fucking Trejo. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> that was awesome. Like, that I'm was like, I'm like, absolutely oh, the highlight. It was. I was like, oh, I was like, look, they're giving him a new Rancor monster. And I was like, wait a minute, is that? I'm like, holy shit, that's Danny Trejo. <laughs> I was very excited. Yeah, you know, Robert Rodriguez directed this episode. Um, oh, I did is, not know that. Yeah. That explains he a lot. is the, the second cousin of Danny Trejo, and Danny Trejo is in everything he does, I think, right? Cameos, at least cameos yeah. in everything um, that Robert Rodriguez does. So, yeah. So I think he directed a couple. Did he direct last week also? I don't know, but he definitely directed this week's episode. Um, so that's why you saw Danny Trejo in it. And it was awesome, and it was probably the highlight of the episode. Um. And I, I really enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed that whole scene, not just with Danny Trejo, but I, I really liked their whole discussion about the Rancor Monster and how it basically is like I a, did too. a adult, like, like well, love and emotion and loyalty, like, not just a Star Wars monster. I loved that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought that was pretty great, too. I'd be really too, sad and, when and, it gets you know, killed. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because you see um, on the Internet afterwards, I saw all kinds of people um, in Empire or Return of the Jedi when the Rancor monster is killed by Luke. And you see, you know, the owner of the Rancor is so upset. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah, like, I'm, you know, you know there, was, there was memes memes for years, of, you know, making fun of that, you know, why is this guy upset? That, and now you kind of get a little history lesson and you find out, oh, that's why, because this rancor was, you know, it was like, you know, his pet, basically, you know, it was like having a dog, you know? Yeah. Or a cat. Yeah. Yeah, you know? basically, so like, a, it, like a dog kinda, that's trained to attack, but it's loyal to you, like a guard dog. Basically, kind of. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, definitely put it in perspective, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was pretty amazing. I'm sure before, yeah, I'm, I'm sure before the season's over, we're going to see Boba riding it. <laughs> Because <laughs> he makes a comment. Well, about yeah, it. he he kind of predicts it. Yeah, um, yeah, that was all. I mean, I I'm sure we're gonna see him. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna see him riding it for sure. Um, yeah. uh, that was a highlight for me, and what I thought was otherwise not a great episode. Um, I thought it was like really loaded with not just slow, but like it was like all exposition. There was so much exposition in this episode, um, and the dialogue to me was kind of flat and not great. And I, I don't know. I thought, I thought this was slow. I thought this could have been better. I thought there's a, they could have done a lot better. I don't know. What did you think? Um, I thought there was one thing that I was extremely happy about, <laughs> in a, yeah. in, in, in a saddest, sad kind of way, I guess. I don't know. Um, so. I, I kind of, you know, this was episode only episode three, but I, I was over the whole Tuscan storyline, you know. You know, I, I liked that we got a little backstory on them and realized that, you know, not all Tuscan readers are, are vicious and every tribe's different. Okay, fine. But it was like, you know, I see the Tuscans again. I'm like, oh, my God, enough of the backstory of the Tuscans. I'm like, I'm so tired of the Tuscans. And then I find out we're definitely done with the Tuscans because they're all dead. <laughs> well, at least his crew. I was like, uh oh. I was like, well, at least I don't have to worry about Tuscan Raiders anymore in backstory. 
while the Tuscan storyline was kind of slow, I felt like it was investment in something that was going to pay off. And I really, um, I'm not thrilled at them all just being killed off off screen. Like I felt like this, like it, it might've been slow and, and we've maybe seen enough of it for now, but they're clearly such an important part of who Boba is now. Right. Like that time he spent with them is really like informing who he becomes as the daimyo daimyo um and i'm like wait all these tuscan raiders like were just slaughtered off screen like i mean i I get it that it's highly motivating for boba that i mean it's it's kind of i I don't say it's his fault but boba was like wait a minute we're not going to let anybody come through this territory and i'll help you um and so i i I get it why getting, like, they all got killed is going to be really important, but I don't know. I thought maybe it was going to pay off in a a different way. I didn't expect them to all be. I mean, it's just his little, it's not not like they were wiped out as a species, as a race of people. There are other bands of them on Tatooine. Right, just his little, his faction. Yeah. His tribe. Um, His tribe, yeah. And he, yeah. Um, But I I was, I mean, I was surprised, although instantly at the beginning of that scene, I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way instantly. You're like, oh, my God, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, you right um, away they're all I dead. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off, I think, because of the Pike storyline that they're going with, where it looks like the Pikes, for some, you know, for, for whatever reason, were given Java's territory, so that's going to be a battle now. And I think for Boba, it's going to be kind of retribution because pretty obvious that the Pikes are the ones that killed all the Tusken Raiders. So. Yeah, it's not clear who gave them. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Like when when the Hutt say, "Oh, you know, somebody they were given that somebody else was given this territory." I was like, "Okay, who gave it to them?" I guess I haven't like the meeting of the five families, <laughs> right? Like. Like, I guess Something the heads like of that, all the yeah. crime families have a council and decide or whatever, something like that has happened. Um, I mean, like, I can see, yeah, I, I get where this is going, that Boba's going to be, go after them. And, and we're seeing, I mean, basically what we're seeing, this is the story of how Boba, you know, gets control um, and becomes the leader. Um, I... Maybe it'll pick up a little with that next week. This has been a very slow developing story, I think. Don't you think? And I... um, yes and no. I mean, I mean, that fight with the fight with uh, Black Karnak was pretty awesome. Boba got his ass kicked. <laughs> thank God <laughs> for the did. kids. Uh, thank God for the kids. Uh, so one thing about that scene, I was like, wait a minute. So Boba like sleeps in this chamber with no guards around whatsoever. Like I was like, where's his where are his green guys? Where's Fennec? Where? And they eventually all show up, but I, I was kind of surprised that that he he sleeps in such a vulnerable position. Um, like how the murder Wookiee got past everyone surprised me a little bit in the beginning. Um, it was kind of a good scene. Um, I like those electrified brass knuckles that he fights with. Those were kind of cool. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize that, I mean, I know Wookiees are big and dangerous, but I didn't realize that they were, like, practically indestructible. I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, I know that, like, Chewbacca was big and scary, but was he basically, like, indestructible? I don't know. Maybe he was. I'm not sure. 
Um, but uh, that was it was a pretty good scene. I uh, uh, I mean th- that and the chase scene were the best scenes in the in the in the um, episode. I mean no, the rancor scene was the best scene in the episode. But I mean partly because I, I mean again I'm going back to like I just felt like a lot it, this was so heavy in exposition and and on coincidence and on um, things happen like. I don't know. Felt like everywhere Bobo goes, he just happens to run into exactly the person he needs to speak to at this moment to move the story forward. Um, mm. And uh, you know, he uh, uh, bad dialogue. Like when the watermonger comes in and says, "Nobody respects you." Um, and and yeah, I don't that know, was like. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I get it. He's brazen, but I just, yeah, I just felt like a lot. I just, I mean, I'm going to have to like think now I should be citing examples of horrible dialogue, but I, I just felt like it wasn't well-written. Um, and, and I wish Boba would, would have some better dialogue. I wish Fennec would have something to do other than like sit around and be like, I'm really happy to be rich, which I get it. But she doesn't really – she's not the badass that we saw in The Mandalorian. And I'd like to see her maybe you know. – I, I realize this is not the book of Fennec Shand. It's the book of Boba Fett. And we're, we're supposed to be seeing his origin, but I'd like – I don't know. Episode three. I need to, like, let it go and be like, it's episode three, Karen. We're still in setup mode, right? We're still, like, setting up what this show is going to be. But there's only, like – You know what's funny? Ten of them, right? I – think so. I'm not even 100% sure. Yeah, so you know what's really funny, though, way. actually? Um, yeah. Is every time I see Fennec sitting on the throne next to Boba, all I can think yeah. of is... Oh, God. I can't think of its name now. Yeah. Crap. The that creature that was... Thing that, the, that sat next to Java? Yes. That's what I think like every time rat. I see Fennec sitting there. He was like a little rat that laughed all the time. Yeah, I was like, couldn't they have her sit somewhere else? Yeah. What'd you think of Jabba's new gang? Like, like that whole bit where he hired a bunch of, like, who did I say? He said Jabba. Oh, Boba's new gang. So Boba, like, goes to deal with the watermonger because no one... Like, Boba's got this problem that nobody takes him seriously, right? Uh, which seems to me to be surprising, but I guess maybe no one's ever, like, did no one ever hear of Boba Fett before? Like, like I would think everybody would be like, holy shit, he survived the Starlight trip. This guy's a badass. We need to, we, like. Yeah, right. Like, I'm surprised that everybody's either never heard of him or doesn't care about him. Um, because, like, just surviving the, like, you know, surviving the Starlight pit and all that. Uh, and he was Jabba's henchman, right? He was Jabba's bounty hunter. Like, people should know who he is. But at any rate, um, like, he goes into town, and the horrible gang is, like, a bunch of sullen teenagers uh, who ride Vespas. Like, I basically felt like that chase scene was a Cadillac being chased by Vespas. Right? <laughs> I was like, wait, this is all he can get to be his gang? He's like, a bunch of, like, like disaffected youth. Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about them. Um, well, I feel I don't know. I don't. I don't love. I think a lot of people liked them. 
and I was like, kind of like, really, of all the people on Tatooine, um, like, like, most isolated. Is well, he's putting together a crew, but this is who he gets on his crew. He's got like an amazing assassin and a bunch of Vespa riding, like, teenagers who have <laughs> modifications to their body or whatever, right? Who have droid modifications. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling maybe they'll, I don't know if any of them will turn out to be like a Star Wars, like where any of them going to be or an Easter egg of a character who later develops, or are they just going to turn out to be badass? They're a good fighter. I mean, he hires them basically. I do kind of like the way, like, the way Boba approaches his power struggle and his negotiation and how he's like, this guy comes and he's like demanding that Boba that Boba do something about the teenagers stealing water and Boba quickly assesses the situation and was like, wait a minute. Um, do you want to work or not? I'll just hire you. Like what? I'm not going to like, you know, beat these people up. I'll just hire them. And then he, 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 he pays off the water guy and is like, look, I'm giving you 500, take it or, you know, I'll beat the shit out of you. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I like his approach to trying to figure this out be a better, you know, he wants to rule with respect. We get that. And I guess part of ruling with respect is, like, people have to, like, kind of agree with the decisions you make and respect the decisions you make. So I kind of, I don't know. I, 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 I like that aspect of it. I like that. I think seeing Boba's background, what he's been through, the Tuscans and everything, kind of, like, is making him that person who wants to lead this way, right? Like everything he's been through, I don't yeah. know. Like I kind of like his approach. I mean, I guess it has to be that way. They need to make him a little bit of a complex character. Like we, like they can't make a whole show about a guy that just comes in and is like, "All right, I'm going to go crack some heads and kill everybody." I mean, they could, but it wouldn't be that interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think Boba's so. kind of becoming. He's kind of becoming a leader of the people, you know. That's why I think he's yeah. part of the reason he hires those kids because the watermonger, he's 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 overpricing the water really bad, you know. And that's why the kids, will, you know, they're like screw, and they, you know, because they can't live. People can't live without water, you know. So this guy right. is taking advantage of the situation, right? And you know. I mean, the, the girl, uh, I forget what specifically what she says to Boba, but basically it's like, you know, it's survival of the fittest out here, you know? We can't get jobs, so we can't pay for anything, you know, That's which is why he hires them. And they're all kind of like, wait, yeah. we didn't expect that because usually, you know, whoever's in charge is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was just thinking of that, how, how he's like, all right, well, get a job. And they're like, look around, dude, there are no jobs. And he's like, oh. Uh, which, you know, I feel like that was really interesting. That's part of, like, political discourse in our country today. There's a certain element of of our society who believes that people are poor just because they don't get job, like, they don't want to get a job, right? Um, but maybe there are no jobs. So um, I was like, oh, there's a little, like, bit of a social awakening there for Boa Fett <laughs> in that moment. Um so, uh, that was kind of, I mean, yeah, so you're saying he, he wants people to like, he says respect, you say like, but same way, like they want to be um, 
he wants them to be satisfied with his rule, not to rule by fear, like Java did, right. but to rule by kind of like, you know, I have this friend who lives in L.A. He used to live, this happened a while ago. This guy lived in L.A., and he lived in, like, a neighborhood that had gangs. It was a while ago. I mean, still gangs, but anyway, he got mugged in the 7-Eleven. Um, and the next day, the local gang guys came to him, and they were like, listen, we're sorry you got mugged. That was some guy from the other gang, who, and, like, this is our territory, and nobody can mug our people. Only we can mug our people. Those guys, like... He's like, we don't, we don't like believe in, we don't mug the people in our neighborhood and we're, and they apologize to him for like other people like coming in. Um, and yeah. I guess I, like, that's who Boba kind of wants to be. Like, I'm the criminal warlord around here and I'm not going to like persecute the people who live under me. Uh, Boba's not, Boba will extract protection money from the pike because they're a big crime syndicate, but he's not going to extract protection money just from the regular people. Right. Kind of thing. So he's kind of, he's really being um, humanized a lot. Uh, I mean, I just thought it was a little, I just thought the dialogue was stilted and stiff and not, um, not the way people talk. And it was very, well, there was so much exposition. Like, that whole bit where the droid is explaining, like, so these people control this part of the town, and these people control this part of the town. And those people control, you know, and he gives them this whole, like, explanation, which um, was helpful. I don't know. It, it was really helpful, and at the same time, it was a little TMI. And it was information that, I'm like, how, how does Boba Fett get episodes without learning this yet? Like, no wonder he has no control over everything. He doesn't know the first thing about the property place he took over, which is, like, kind of crazy because this is only five years. At, I don't know. I guess, I mean, he, he couldn't know it because he was in the Sarlacc pit while all this was happening, right? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, took over and didn't, like, try to learn the first thing about where he, the place he was governing? Like, come on, Boba, rookie mistake. Yeah. So. He... All right, Jamie is here. Okay. Hello. Oh, shoot. Hello. Shoot. Hi. Well, that's funny. Hi. Hi, Jamie. Hi. I love this website. Hi, sorry about that. But you guys were talking about Hi. Boba Fett. You're good. No, yeah. that's all right. It was perfect timing. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Well, welcome, uh, all that's done that I've seen is 4,400 high. <laughs> Although I've been watching screeners all day. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm TV'd out. When you have to sit for eight hours worth of, well, seven hours, because I have one left, worth of, not eight hours, but eight episodes, you know what I mean? Worth of stuff yeah. in one day, it, it, it gets to be not fun after a while, whether it's a good show or not. It, it gets to be a little yeah. Tiring to sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they're good shows. It's just a lot at once. But that's a whole other yeah. issue, and that is my. Life. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So, so did you? But you watched forty four, forty four hundred. Yes, I did. I did take. I I forgot. Yes, I did watch eight hours then because I watched that too. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, I did. I watched that this evening. Um, all right, well, I guess we can talk about it. Uh, as usual, it wasn't all that great. I mean, it had some good moments, but I found it mostly annoying this week. Um, I, I, 
to begin with, I got to ask you guys because the one thing I didn't understand, and I, and I know I never remember their names, but um, the one that's the lawyer, I thought she didn't sign the papers. So why was she, she didn't. stuck she in didn't. the hotel? So why was she stuck in the hotel with him? That made absolutely no sense. Or was she just choosing to like, you know, be equal to them? I don't know. That made no sense to me. Unless well, no, I she something. was. She, she was able to come and go as she pleased until her and the reverend tried to leave that one time, and they were like, no, you, you can't leave for your own protection. And she's like, yeah, I didn't sign, we didn't sign anything. Their, um, but that was supposed to be because they had signed that paper. She wasn't right. under their no. protection because she didn't sign it, so she should have been able to no, leave. No, no. That made me... Exactly. That was her, and, and exactly. that was her argument. She even, said, she even said that. We didn't sign this. And they're like, they're like, it has nothing to do with whether or not you signed it. We're, we don't, you know, this is for your protection. The people out there want to hurt you. Like, it was all bullshit. It's, it's, just, it's government okay, bullshit. I guess for the people that, listening close enough to, to, yeah. to get that. Uh, that Jamie, no sense. to be fair. Good. What was the point? That- I, I was only half watching it myself. I was doing other stuff while I was watching it because, honestly, I'm, I just want to see the finale <laughs> because I'm curious to see what the original <laughs> yeah. creator is going to do with it. It wasn't, yeah. And now that that one lady ends up a mole, which was really annoying. Like she was, she's not. No, no, no. You misread that. She's not a mole, you guys. She said, well, no, she's not a mole. She was always on the other side. But I'm just saying, like she was pretending to be his friend, but her. her, No, 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 no. No, no, no. She's pretending to be an. I think she's pretending to be an informer for Jessica, and because she said to Andre. Uh, can I have this? Do you trust me? And I said, yes. Said, Do you trust I me? I think she put it. false information on it or something to try to make Jessica like her. So she's a mole for the 4,400. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. But, you know, this is another one of those things with this kind of show that we talked about before where they make it so freaking, they go from eight, point A to point B to point C to point D, like just to make one, like, I, I don't know. Like, they make it way more confusing than it needs to be, in my opinion, on things like that. Like, why? I mean, I'm that's my interpretation. Me. That's my interpretation and, of that. Scene. No, you might be right. right. They did say, do you trust me? So they you might be right. And honestly? think he's bad, but I wasn't paying enough attention to get to catch that either, apparently. Because, I, I, heard her, I heard her say, do you trust me? I didn't see that he gave her the flash drive. So I – completely yeah, misread that scene because I, I missed a, I missed a very important piece because again I was only I, I was only half watching it. Yeah, yeah yeah he took it well that's what I feel like I was watching it I, I think I was eating dinner while I was watching I don't know I was watching it but I was half watching it like you so you should the show is not have enough sci-fi elements that you feel like you should have to pay that much attention to it and that's what's bad it's like it doesn't have the science but yet it's like yeah it's, it's not great you know what else this show doesn't have logic What's that? Knowing, <laughs> knowing that, knowing that Rev, the Reverend took, uh, what's her name, Millie? Is that her name? Yeah. The 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 the, uh, the telepath uh, the telekinetic. Oh, Millie. One. Yeah, it's Millie. It's Millie. Millie. Okay. Mil- Millie. Knowing Millicent, that he took her. Right? Yeah. He took her powers. Mildred. Mildred. Okay. Yeah. Mildred. Yeah, Mildred. He took her powers. So. The smart thing would be to do would be to take her and be like, you people are crazy. The government's trying to make things look like they aren't. Like, look, she can't do anything. She has no powers. What are you people talking about? 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be a smart move. Well, I I also feel a little bit like, like, I I guess nobody on the show has ever watched science fiction because I feel like if you take (laughs) powers away, you need to double check and make sure you didn't absorb and get their powers. Like to me, yeah, yeah, that possibility still out there, right? The one he was going to transfer powers is what I wondered. I thought the same thing. I actually thought that this week when he took um, the lawyer lady, when he took her power, that she would end up Shanice. Yeah, yeah. that's when I actually thought to myself, I was like, ooh, I wonder if he like has everybody's powers that he takes. Like, I don't know what made me think that all of a sudden after Shanice, but. I thought that too. Yeah. I mean, kind of I, I similar, do think kind I kind of similar to Andre with with healing people and then having to unload it somewhere. And that was a pretty good idea with a rat. <laughs> it was a pretty good idea that and very horrible. impressive. I did not like he hurt the rat. I was like, no, give us a really, Jamie. the rat. <laughs> Have you, you ever lived me. in a I'm city? Like, no, don't hurt the animal, damn it. That's what I was like. Oh my god. No. I know. Have, rat, you, but still, have you ever lived in a city with with big, disgusting city rats around? Because let me tell you, they should be killed. No, but and I'd the least... be like, oh, that's a cute mouse. <laughs> no, you would not. You would not. Karen, um, I like to me, snakes. But, I probably would be. That's the to, me, to me, the least believable part of that whole thing was that he, the rat just stood there and let him touch it. Rats are freaking fast. Um, yeah. And yeah. just, yeah. like, stood there and he touched it. It was actually a very good idea. Um I, uh, I mean, I, it was, it was you know, he reminds, the whole thing kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know how in the Green Mile where um, John Coffey could take away people's like pain and sickness and evilness out of them, but then he would have to mm-hmm. spew out all those black like ashes would come out of them. And I kind of felt like, yeah. oh, that's what, that's kind of like what's going on here. Um, yeah. but it was smart to, I mean, and he did put it into Percy in the movie, um, but he's able to put it into, um, someone into the rat. That was kind of interesting. I, I mean, I think part of the problem I have with this show is that the show is just not real. The show is very invested in political commentary about overreach of government treating others badly. Like they're very interested in like a med like I feel like there's a lot of like like commentary on how our government treats immigrants um, and mm-hmm. other kinds of people, um, and not really invested in doing anything at all interesting with these powers. It's just like the power is the go- the, the power is is not the show. The power is like the excuse they're giving the government to behave this way. Right. I, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like they're really invested. I feel like they're just invested in having something to say about, look, and not that I don't agree. Like I agree our government my, personally, my personal politics are that the government is treating a lot of immigrants really badly in a lot of ways and other kinds of people and government overreach and whatever. But like I can watch the news if I'm interested in that. Like, I'm not against, so, like, a good, like, all good science fiction is, like, metaphor for, like, different things about humanity, but give me some powers and something interesting going on here, right? To, stop, to kind of yeah, piggyback off what of you're saying, I was actually thinking this, I was thinking the same thing tonight, I'm watching this, and you're going to find this statement funny talking about a quote-unquote science fiction show, 
it's not nothing yeah. has happened is realistic. It's not realistic in the least. Like the whole government side of things is so completely unrealistic. Like, yes, can there be abuse of power in the government? Absolutely. We live it. But to the degree that it's happening on this show, it's like they it's like this entire show is encapsulated in the hotel. And anything inside the hotel, the, you know, it, it, it's just like I find it hard to believe that they have this much power this much this quickly in this situation. Like, how is there nobody? No, you're telling me everybody in the outside world. If you're not a 4400, everybody is against them. There's nobody even out there on, trying to stand on, up for them. I mean, yeah. we have we have people. I mean, we have stuff that can happen in the state of Washington. And there will be protests in New York a day later. You know, we're seeing yeah. none of that on this show, which is ironic considering. Yeah, that, we need to throw. And I and I forgot her name again, but uh, the lawyer lady and Shanice. Josh. Yeah. Am Josh. I, yes, yes, I finally got. I I finally remembered his no. name. Yes. Logan, Logan, Logan. Dear God, why do I want to call him Josh? See, that's how bad this show is. I can't even remember their names. <laughs> Nine episodes, can't remember anybody's name. Shanice and yeah, Logan <laughs> met at yeah. a protest. So there's yeah. some irony yeah, for you. I mean, it's just, it's so, the show is so unrealistic. And you know what? I get it. The creator of the show, they're making a point, but in making their point, they're but making they're bad the television. It. it is, it, it's, it's not even, but aside from that, Jamie, it's just, it's bad television. You're, you're, yeah, you're so yeah. concerned with trying to make your point about the government. What you're doing is making a bad TV show. So I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Uh-oh. manifest like, <laughs> did a better did a better job. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to say like had a I don't want to <laughs> say anything about Manifest's nuance. But in Manifest, there are people there are the Xers who are anti um, planes. I want to say it was Oceanics, whatever that plane was, Montego Airlines, whatever. Right? There are the Xers who are yeah. really against them. But there's also all the people who think they're God that 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 God brought them back and that's like a sign from God and that they're right. Like. Like, yeah. Manifest gave us a wide range of the public's reactions to these people coming back after being missing for five years, which, which at its core is the exact same thing that's happening on this show. People were gone for a number of years and came back. Um, and, and on Manifest, the people have powers, sort of, right? Some of them, they, a lot of them have yeah. visions. Um, so Manifest gave us, like, at least a couple of different people types of reactions to this happening. And it gave us a more secretive and insidious government plot where we've got like ham handed. Um, I can't believe that these yeah. home security units could this ever keep anything a secret. Is evil period is, is the whole message on this. Yeah. The government doesn't really like one thing that's missing is none of the government people have any, not even believable motivation, just any, I don't think anyone's got a stated motivation for really why they want to keep the 4400 locked up. 
like, because they always were like, yeah. even before any powers were displayed, they wanted to keep them up because they were a danger, whatever that means, right? But there was it no, never was. Yeah. There never was a, uh, and it's like, yeah, the only person who's with the government who's not totally a quote-unquote bad guy is, um, I forget her name, because at the show, the woman who <laughs> um, was helping the computer, the IT lady, who has helped oh, him a yeah. lot, you know, who also is a woke, queer person of color, which is fine, except, like, that's giving this one character a whole lot to carry. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I think she's a, I think she's not, I think she's not a mole for the government. She's um, helping the 4400, but that doesn't need to be seen. Um, let's see if I'm right about that. I... Yeah, they're they're just throwing so there's so much being thrown in here, and the conservatorships being like triggered, and like all this stuff, and like um, I, the original Forty Four Hundred put them out into society very quickly. Like episode one of of the original Forty Four Hundred, they were already going out to society, which is so much more interesting. Like I don't know, did they not want to shoot on locations because uh, because of a uh, COVID, I mean, they're on a soundstage. They should be able to, like, create some other sets. Because I don't know why they're determined to really have almost this entire show set inside the hotel. Um, I, I, I guess it's easier. There are a lot of people in this cast. It doesn't really seem necessarily to be a COVID thing, except in the sense that the whole industry is affected, right? But it's a big cast. Well, I, they did mention COVID this week, at least. <laughs> I, I think... I mean, um, Manifest kept them in a in in locked up for a short time, and the original 400 kept them locked up for a short time, and that was really interesting to see them go about. And no, we didn't see anybody try to assume their old life except for Shanice. Um, well, Ladonna is assuming her own life, and she's like basically written off for a few episodes. Like it might be kind of interesting to yeah. see what's up with Ladonna. It was kind of ominous that people were like, oh, I haven't heard from Ladonna lately. I'm like, oh, uh oh, are you being written off the show? Did LaDonna maybe not really go home to her dad? Maybe LaDonna thought she was going to visit her dad and she's been locked up by the government somewhere because she acted out? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We might never know (laughs) because uh, (laughs) I might be giving giving the show too much credit that they thought of that. Maybe LaDonna truly was just not in (laughs) for a few episodes. Um, Because they did have too many people. Like, um, uh, who's the one that Jarrell... What's what's the uh, the healer the one Jarrell's sleeping with? Uh, the uh, the lady from the fifty, the protest lady. Her name is uh, yeah. I want to say Camille, but that's not it. Her name is uh, uh-huh. but, but they said her name in the episode. Her, but, because, but that's the other one. All right. Um, well, saying, regardless I'm, of her name, anyway, where's she been the last two episodes? Like, I, like bartending school. Remember, she went to bartending school. Bartending school. That's right. <laughs> See, I yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been a bartender? Because I didn't go to any bartending school. I just learned how to be a bartender in the bar on the job. Yeah. Right. I mean, pretty there are much. bartending schools, but pretty. But I think you go like every Wednesday for a month to bartending school at night. Like, well, you don't go to bartending school like you went away to college or something. It's one hell of a well, bartending school. So she did. 
<laughs> they needed something, so they 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 went with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. But that's where she supposedly is at bartending school. Now she's in the promo. Oh, connection, so she's not she's not abducted by the government. What are we? What do we think Jarrell's being yeah, framed she, for? By the way. Oh, why he was arrested? Um. Yeah. I think I think. Whatever, maybe was maybe they're trying to frame him for the data that that they got from the hospital, which that's annoying how they keep saying from Ipsy Med. Like, can you just say from the hospital? Do you have to remind us of the name of your hospital every week? But um, uh, I think uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, I, I wonder oh. if that's something to do with that data, right? Because we see we see the scene where the IT lady turns in the thing and then he's being arrested at the end. So I wonder if he's being, even though he had nothing to do with that, right? That was, or he had little to do with well, that. Well, it's vague. They, they, didn't even tell, um, they didn't even tell him what he was being arrested for. They just said you're under arrest. They yeah, didn't so give him anything. He's a 4400, not a 4400. He's a citizen. You can't do that. But another thing that well, makes I mean, sense. Sure you can. I mean, they, you can arrest a citizen if you have reason no, to. No, I know. But, but I mean, in real life, you can't. But you also tell them why you're arresting them. That's what I mean. They didn't even. They, yeah. Did they even read him as right? I don't even know if they read. I don't pay no. enough attention to remember. Well, I mean, they I, read, I mean, I presume they read him as rights as they went through the whole process. They can redo your rights, like when you get to the station. They don't have to redo your rights on yeah. the spot. Like on Law and Order, they always read them their rights when they get down there to the station. But but you, um, you do have to tell somebody when you arrest them what you're arresting them for. Yeah, yeah, you can't just grab them. Yeah, and also he didn't. Yeah, I mean you have to. Yeah. Uh, also, like those looked like police, not. I mean, the blurring the lines of like police, and so all those guards in the hotel who I thought were rent a cops all this time apparently are homeland security officers. Um. I guess. Uh, no, they were whatever they they were. Now they're getting hired by Homeland Security, right? They were like rent the cops, and in the end, that really jerky guy, yeah. who's sort of the ringleader, was like, "Oh, we're getting real jobs with benefits now." Um, uh, I mean, I, I want. I'm a little okay. I'm really glad to see that thing on the show because it's not good, but I was a little bit that one guard who's a little nice. I mean, I was glad to see that they're at least putting a little bit of somebody who's not completely a caricature. I mean, he still kind of is, but they at least had this one guy who's like a little bit like regretful for what they're doing. Right. And a little bit like Mm -hmm. the guy, the one security guard who's been a little bit nicer and then he gets hurt in this episode, but then he's freaked out when he gets, um, and then, and then it's, it's given an explanation because he, Apparently, is like he's Asian American, and it must have been hard for his family during the pandemic, uh, being blamed for everything, um, and Asian American hate or whatever. Uh, like on the one hand, I was like, one hand I was like appreciating like, okay, that explanation of like why people like why people like it's because they're people like call attention to others because they're afraid themselves, right? Like. People like people demonize others because they're afraid or whatever. Like, so I appreciated like maybe there's a little bit of something trying to go on there, 
But then they just made it. I was like, oh, you can, here we go again. Now they're throwing in, like, like it is like the political flavor of the week on this show. Like, like again, like, I really don't care that they went to a Pride thing, but, it, like, this week it was Asian American hate. A couple weeks ago it was Pride. A couple weeks ago it was this, a couple weeks that. Like, I, I, I mean, these are mostly political positions that I agree with, and yet I'm sick of seeing a different one every single week on a show where nobody ever uses their powers, which is what okay. I wanted to watch, a show about people who have powers. I, yep. I, I just can't believe the original 4400 was, like, good, but it wasn't, like, Emmy-worthy. And the more I watched this, the more I'm like, God, that show was so good. It's so <laughs> new. I feel like so... <laughs> that show, this show is so bad compared to that. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. I mean, I mean and that show I mean, that was, show like, lasted, um, what, four seasons or something. <laughs> yeah. Although this one meant too because it's on the CW, not because it's good. And the original, when did the original came out? In the early aughts, right? I mean, that was definitely a post-9-11 show, right? I mean, that also had a lot going on with, like, Yeah, 2004, I think. You know, yeah. I mean, that was, that was you know, part of that whole, like, post-9, all kinds of post-9-11 shows we got. And it definitely was about, like, the government going after the other people who are different or people, you know. But it was but so much better. Well, I mean, it I was there, but they fought beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Also, now that our two main characters, like both, have quit, like there are two main people representing the. Well, one got so fired. So she quit her job. Well, one got fired and one yep, quit. quit. One so fired. now, our two main people now on the inside. Well, they maybe. Well, I mean, now we have IT lady, but like, what's going to be the purpose of these two characters if they're not? Like, are they just going to be like private citizens who want to help the 4400? They, they, I guess they'll get their jobs back. They're just not that interesting or useful to the show if they're not. I don't know. Part of part of what's going on. I don't know. This show is just so needs to like lean into it, science fiction itself a little bit more. Um, anytime that I'm comparing manifest favorably, you know the show has problems, right? <laughs> Listen, yeah. Man- manifest had it, man- the biggest problem we had manifest in the first couple of seasons was the acting, actually. Yeah. The the storyline has yeah. always been pretty good on manifest. Eh, well, the writing for has the been most a problem part. on manifest. For, I, I said for the most part. There, there have been the issues part. here and there, you know. Yeah. No show is yeah. perfect. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. this... You know, and I don't know. This show is not good. Um, yeah. I just, I just need, I yeah. need them to, I mean, Jamie, you've said it, AJ said it first in our discussion tonight. There's just no science fiction happening on this show. They could yeah, be people who. Yeah, I watched it for, for what I started watching right? it for. I mean, now I'm watching it because we're doing a podcast on it. <laughs> That's yeah. what I started watching it for. Yeah, I mean, they're basically just undocumented people, right? They're basically just, yeah. I mean, the fact that they're, I mean, and now they, they have these powers. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even right. the show. I, 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 think, I, was, I, I, I think we're, I think we're being of, just too late. 
we're going around and around <laughs> belaboring the same point. Yes. We have no more coherent conversation to give about this show tonight. Um, how many episodes are left? Just a few, three. right? I mean, three. All right. So maybe something's going to happen. I know the original star is going to be in um, the season finale, right? Uh, which should boost the ratings, if nothing else. Um, maybe something will happen. All right, I have nothing else to say about this terrible show. <laughs> Although it was only the second most terrible thing I watched yesterday. Because Naomi <laughs> was more terrible. <laughs> what was more terrible? Naomi. The new um, oh, I didn't. Yeah. DC-based show on... on uh, that show is barely coherent, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I've watched a couple. It's it's different. <laughs> I don't think I disliked it as much as you did, but I don't know that I'm going to watch it. Because no, uh, it makes absolutely it, zero it, sense. It, it has some weird things. It's got some weird stuff. <laughs> and some of the people can't act, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> we won't be covering it on this show. No. no. All right. Uh, so... Yep. So before we move know. on, do you have any announcements, Jamie? Um, no, other than I'll say I think I'm waiting for confirmation, but I think I'm doing Snow Pierce at Press Day tomorrow. Um, so people can send me questions if they want for the cast. Um, and I'm also doing the two leads of Astra and Lily Save the World. And I'm waiting to see what else. But, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I've, I've mostly just been watching screeners lately, so... Um, I have Resident Alien coming out, but I already did those interviews that was last week. Which that is very good. That show is hilarious. I love that show. It's so funny. I've seen the first three of that. So that's coming back. Cool. Um, and there's more Discovery Witches things coming up. I, I told you guys I talked to uh, Alex Kingston River. <laughs> also yeah. Paul River. So that's going up soon. Um, I have one other one for that show, too. But... Uh, but yeah, cool. I'm trying to think any anything else that's been officially anything else I've seen other than screeners. <laughs> stuff that hasn't aired yet, so I can't really talk much about. Yeah. And to say they were all better than forty four hundred. <laughs> I'll say <Yep>. that. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. So, yeah. I'm trying to think. All I right. There was something else I've seen though. I was going to mention that I can't. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I did watch. Well, I watched two good things. I did watch, I've been telling you guys, I watched that Stay Close. I ended up watching, um, what's the other one called? Safe. I ended up watching the third. Uh, Safe. What's his name? Safe. Corbin Benson? What's his name? Corbin Burnson? From know. L.A. Law? No. What's his name? A.J. O's his name is. So the executive producer of the show. That's the writer of these stories, the mysteries. Oh. Strange. Um, Har- Harlan, Corbin Harlan, 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 Harlan. Harlan Corbin. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they're on Netflix. They're all good. All three of them are good. How's that? <laughs> no, they are good though. Um, I like them a lot. Yeah, I, I like people. I haven't right. watched any of the others yet. Yeah, the other two are good too. Um, but anyway, that's on Netflix. Uh, so. It's neither here nor there. But that's the only other thing I've watched, I think. So. All right. All righty. 
Well, you guys still got what? Another show you watch? The Expanse, yeah. yes. Yes, we do. Oh, yes. Series from... No, we didn't talk about Expanse yet because it's going to take us a while. We did Boba Fett before you joined. All right. Well, I think I'm going to take off then. I might eventually watch right. it. I'd like to. Knowing it has an, like a solid end, too, and knowing how many there are make it, you know. It's, it's, really, oh, no. it's a really it's good a little, show, Jamie. A little easier. It's one of the best things we've watched in a while. Well, I think Jamie started it for out, right? Invest it. And then had to yeah, abandon it? I started it. I couldn't get into it. I'm not a big space, which is funny because I know I like Battlestar Galactica, but I'm just not really a big space opera person. I never was, and I just could not really get into it. I watched a few of them. I think I watched, I watched up to where the one guy got, I don't know if he got beheaded or thrown on an airlock or something. He's a comedian. I, he has, like, curly hair. That was, like, as far as I watched in the screeners. And that was, like, all wow. I watched, and then I never caught up. Yeah, I didn't go very far. It, that's, a, that's a show that you have to, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you have to invest time, and actually that's, like, one you really have to pay attention to. There's a lot of um, political stuff yeah. going on and everything. Yeah. It isn't, like, a simple show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just could not. I had trouble getting into it, and I didn't have enough time, and I just never got there. But I will eventually. Fair enough, I'm but sure if you get I'll some time, it, it does develop into, like, one of the one of the like it's one of the best definitely probably the best space show I've seen and one of the best science fiction like it's up there with Continuum in my book and Fringe. Yeah, I will have to definitely watch it then. I'll probably yeah be like, definitely the best thing I've watched in quite a long time. You'll <laughs> be like, what? Yeah. what have I been missing? I gotta get all these books now. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. You seemed to enjoy your interviews. Yeah. It went really well. So people can, of course, uh, read and watch those as well. Yeah, All right. Well, have a nice All right, guys. Cool. Um, I will have a good week, Jamie. Ne- is is 4,400 on next week? Because I think that's yeah, still 4, it. Yeah, 4,400 is probably. on. 4,400. Is Snowpiercer back? No. By next oh, week? No. Snowpiercer, um, Snow, Snowpiercer and Resident Alien are both on Monday. Okay. Oh, they are okay. We, we will. Forty four hundred on Monday. We got this is the Monday block. I don't know why Monday was thinking coverage. it was the twenty sixth. Oh Jesus! Monday. Oh my God! My, my Mondays are gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Why? Have to watch a ton of TV because everything shows. we watch airs on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all right. All right. Well, guys, have a good night, and I will talk to you next week. All right. All right. Good, good night, Jamie. Night. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I'm very sad, AJ, that this excellent show has gone off the air. Um, oh, me too. And that it has ended. Um, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the ending and found it satisfying. Um, yes, I did too. Did you? Very satisfying. Yeah? Yes. Extremely yeah. satisfying. Well, yeah, because uh, a certain character we hate was killed, so that was great. Uh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that kinda... But not just, but, you know, when he, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode, but uh, it, it, it's always a great finale when, like, the major villain is killed off, and you still have, like, 10 or 15 minutes of show to go. Like, he ends up getting killed. Yeah. In the second half of the episode, but early enough that, like, a ton of stuff still happens. Not a ton, but, like, a lot yeah. of stuff. And, of course, an enormous, 
an awesome development happened at the end with Kamina. Um, oh my God, it's so which great! Was fantastic. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, that was so. I mean, I, I, there was just so much to like. Like every. Uh, okay, there's only one part that I maybe didn't like, and I'm sure it's the same part that you maybe you didn't like about this episode. Right. Go ahead. Part that you didn't like. Well, that Philip gets away, right? I mean, Philip. Philip. I actually foresaw that. I mean, I can see how you would, because are they really going to kill Naomi's? So, I mean, Naomi believes he's killed, and I thought that scene was very well done with her and Holden, where you know uh, the look on Naomi's face when she presses the button to eject the core, knowing that she's going to kill her son. Um, I mean, I love that Naomi was the one who did it, who got to do, it, who had to do it. It had to be Naomi to yeah. sign Philip's death warrant. I, I, and are they going to kill a kid? I mean, but now I don't know if he's a character he's in the next novel. There are still three more novels, right? He's not a kid. He's a, yeah. he's a young man. Um, I don't he's know if he remains a character part. going forward, but he's an idiot. I don't either. Um, we have talked many times. And you in particular have said many times, there's no redeeming that. How do you redeem this character who helped to murder millions of innocent people on earth and, and shot his best friend because he was in a snit, right? <laughs> and like, he's done so many bad things and can you redeem Philip? And then he gets away in the end um, for the chance to be redeemed. He has the opportunity to seek redemption, I guess now, not something that you or I would be interested in seeing. So thank God we don't have to see it, I guess. But I also now, felt like the way you... he, yeah. Go ahead, finish your thought. Well, the way he got, the way they did it, where, I mean, I guess the only way you could do it was to show Naomi like thinking he's dead and then reveal that he lived. If you do it the other way, if you see him get away and then it robs the scene right. with Naomi of its of its emotional value, yes. right? Um, mm-hmm. So I can appreciate why they had to do it that way, but. Um, just the way he got away and he snuck out and got in his little lifeboat or whatever after Rosenfeld was killed. And he has that conversation with his father, which seemed to seal it for him. Um, uh, it's funny what, I don't know, for that to be the moment that he finally realizes his father is not worth following was a little anticlimactic. And then it just seemed a little too easy the way he like gets into the pod and escapes in the middle of it. Oh, nobody was watching away. <laughs> Well, yeah, because nobody really thought he was worth anything except for being Marcos. He's a symbol more than a person. I don't know. I totally foresaw that. I didn't have a problem with it. Did you notice the name um, that he put when uh, when the pod asked for his name that he put Nagata? Um, Yeah. Well, you can't be called in or else you'll get wiped out by the next people you run into. Well, this is true. (laughs) This, This is true. Um, but we, we see this coming. I mean, every week we see it coming where he kind of, you, know, you think yeah. he's going to turn the corner and then he doesn't. And then you think, you know, it's been, yeah. been going on for weeks. Um, yeah. but I kind of, I kind of like, I, re, I mean, again, he still can't be redeemed, but he can try and do right. You know what I mean? Kind of like, I mean, not on the same level. Um, but Clarissa, you know? She yeah. killed a lot of innocent people, and she, but you know what the difference is? The difference is though she owns it, and an argument can be made yeah. for, um, for Philip, you know, <laughs> the parental abuse that he has endured, um, 
But yeah. I, 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 I mean, like Carson the theme. did blow up a ship with thousands of people on it, right? To try to free yeah, James. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like the scene with Marco and Philip, and they're going back and forth after Rosenfeld died, which really upset me. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, you know. <laughs> She's also a horrible person. I was like, I like her. Oh, Rosenfeld. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's going back and forth with Marco, and when he, the moment he says, when did I choose this, I thought, that's it right there. He's going to live. And then, you know, and then, it, and then he follows it up. His, I forget what Marco says, but he follows it up with, I didn't, I didn't until now. And I'm thinking, he's not saying what Marco thinks he's saying. And then when everything was happening and they were going towards the ring, I was like, I, I, I you know, I said to Artie, I was like, he's going to escape. I was like, he's going to get in a pod and he's not going to, it's going to turn out he wasn't in the yeah. ship. And sure enough. Yeah. Yeah, what Marco said to him, when he, when he says, I didn't ask for any of, when did I have a choice? Is that what he says? When did I, when did I choose any of this? He says, when did Marco I choose says, this? And Marco, Marco says, this is maybe not exact phrasing, but I think what Marco says is, don't you realize the gift you've been given? Don't you realize what you've been given? Or don't you realize the value of what you've been given, he says, or something like that. Yeah. Um, was, something yeah. about what you've been given. And that's what Philip says. Not until just now. I do now. Um and that, so that's the moment you knew you're like, oh, he's going to get away, the little bastard. Yeah, yeah. That I think I think what he realizes in that moment is is what he was trying to be, you know, what Naomi was trying to give him. I think is what he realizes in that moment. <laughs> oh, that's good, AJ. Good interpretation there. Yeah, um, that's when he realized what Naomi was trying to do for him, and and that's why he takes her name at the end. Smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a little. Um, I mean, I, so again, I don't know if he goes on to become a character going forward. I was surprised. Yeah, I so I was surprised. Was I surprised that nobody else died? So nobody in the main cast dies. Rosenfeld is like the only person who dies in this. And about, oh, and um, what's his name? Drummer's friend, who like all drummers flee, including that Golden Bow guy. Um, oh, he went out in killed. a bad. He went out badass though. He did. Though. He really did. He was like he out, the he new. Kamikaze, um, he kamikaze the Pella. Yes, he was the new. Uh, what's his name? Drummer's friend who uh, who got killed that she inherited the Tynan from. Um, the guy with the beard. Oh, um, the old pirate. Yeah. Um, uh. He'll oh, come God. to us in a minute. He'll come to us. But Ashford. Um, Ashford. Yeah, he kind of was like the new. He went out in a very Ashford-like kind of manner. I felt like, like he really um, did them all proud. That was awesome. Um, and he and so he does it because what Drummer was about to do it, right? Drummer was like getting ready to do it. She's like, I'm gonna come cause yeah. And he's like, Oh, we have the same idea, but I beat you to it, boss man. Um. So that was, yeah. Uh, but, like, I kind of, like, Parvy wanted Drummer to be able to be the one to get him. Like, everyone wanted to be the one to get him, right? And I, I wanted Drummer, but it had to be Naomi. You knew it had to be Naomi, right? But that didn't mean I couldn't keep yeah. wanting it to be Drummer to get to do it. Um, because um, Drummer has suffered a lot also at, at because of Marco. Um, but you knew, 
yeah, it wasn't going to, wasn't meant to be. But so she doesn't die. I, there were times when I was like, can really the whole cast get out of this and nobody die? Like someone's got to die, right? Like, and nobody dies. Um, and that crazy firefight down on the, down on Medina station, like we had to all be worried for, I mean, I didn't really think Amos would die. I was kind of worried for Bobby. Like I could see I was Bobby being Bobby. a character who would die, right? I mean, well, Bobby was badass you gotta, in that scene. That's the thing, though, you got to remember is the show is ending on book six, essentially, and there's three more. Yes. So. Yes. And and not for nothing, if you think about it, we got a we got a main character death. It just happened last year. Through no fault of the character. Alex. Oh yeah, Alex. Alex, yeah. Alex was a huge which wasn't, death. That doesn't happen. That doesn't which happen. Wasn't Alex's yeah. fault. That was, that was Cass yeah. Anvar's fault. Yeah. Piece of. Yeah. And and that doesn't happen in the book. I, uh or not in this book. Um You know, and so that's what I, I said, know. I said Go ahead. I actually said to Artie at one point, I was like, you know, it really sucks that Cass Anvar was such a piece of shit. I was like, could you imagine if he had been piling the Rossi instead of uh, Holden this whole time, how awesome that would have been? That would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have been great. Um, he was one of my character. favorite things about Alex, one of my favorite things about Alex when he would do something unbelievable with the Rossi, you know, he'd always have some kind of quip or comment or, you know, patting himself on the back type of moment. <laughs> but it was always so yeah. great. Whereas Holden is just like, hold, he's very Holden. Yeah. <laughs> Holden doesn't have those, yeah. those comments. <laughs> I mean, I really loved the scene last week. The, the, the best, Al, I mean, there were numerous scenes this season that were, that were remembrances of Alex. Um, but that scene yeah. where Amos and, Bobby started singing his favorite country music song was yes, was what, was one great. of my favorite scenes of the season. Really, that was great last week. Um, yeah, I thought Bobby could really die down there. I didn't really. I mean, I thought Amos could die, but I didn't really think Amos would die. Partly because Amos, if I'm writing those books, Amos has future potential for future storyline with Peaches, right? Um, and also. Um, he, it would be really a sin for him to die. He has so questioned, like, why they're even in this war this season. And then for him to be the one, you know, he's, he's the guy who says, like, uh, does anybody really want to run for cover right now? Like, let's stay here and fight it to the end. Like, he's the guy who really, like, yeah. commits to, to it at the last minute. And I was like, oh, my God, don't let him get well, killed when, now. Please don't let him get killed right now. <laughs> when he first, when he first tells, tells Clarissa that he's going down, down to Medina Station, he's like, you know, if he goes, if I'm going to die, he goes, I want to at least be looking at the guy that punches my ticket, you know? Yeah. So, you know, there was no way. And I'll tell you what, that is also, I, I like how he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. All right. When I give the word, we're all going to go out and we're going to, son of a bitch. It's like, where'd Bobby go? <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. she's already halfway down. <laughs> yeah. Blowing shit up. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. Which, not for nothing, that was a smart smart move by Bobby because her suit is tenfold better than the, all theirs. Oh, her well, suit she's got is Martian so armor. advanced. Like she, yeah. yeah, like she kept her Martian armor when she left the Marines. Um, well, and not not for well, but, not for that that suit was that suit was so um it was even like that was the best of the best of the of the armor too. That was like yeah. so high tech. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, it's like an elite level armor she has. Um, know, I mean, Amos sort it, of. It was, go ahead. I was just gonna say it was. It was um, when they were all eating that last meal. I said to Artie, I was like, "Oh, Stumpy, their last meal." We're never gonna see this again. No, not even because somebody was gonna die. Oh, just this oh, is the last time them. they're all gonna be together like this. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that you talk about how Amos is like, "Here's what we're gonna do," and she and she like she's gone. He kind of like that comes back around. Whether he gets her back, he doesn't get her back. But like in the firefight and the firefight on Medina Station, I mean that battle scene was just great. That was really um, pretty well done. I mostly was able to follow everything that was happening, which doesn't always happen in like space battle scenes, right? Um, and that was uh, a really well done fight. And I really thought anybody could die, like they could die at any moment. And I also loved when Bobby's like, "Okay, everybody retreat." And and she's gonna go in, right? She yells them all to retreat. She's taking her armor and going forward. And Amos goes, "Fuck that! Everyone, cover and fire!" And he just like countermands her order, and like everyone just falls in behind Amos to like to like cover Bobby. Uh, I love that. That was great. Um, Amos is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that whole you know, thing was amazing. Amos is a great. Uh, he has no military experience. He's got no, you know, infantry experience, but he definitely is the guy that Bobby wants at her right hand the whole way through. That was a great scene. Yep. I thought it was really, um, uh, just really well done with the way they managed all the, all the shots, all the, all, most of the CGI was pretty good. Um, I'm glad that, that Amos said it because I was thinking it, wow, they really do look like portable toilets. <laughs> Uh, you know. <laughs> I think it's Naomi says, "How do you feel?" And he says, "I feel like I'm locked in a portable toilet." <laughs> um, yeah. They did look like thousands of porta pots falling down to to the station. Um, yeah, I thought that was really well done. Uh, we should talk a bit about the whole Laconia business, which has not been oh, either of our favorite. Okay, we will. We'll get around to it. Um, yeah, um, better stuff, I really right? thought, you know, you, you, you kept expecting somebody to die. I thought Clarissa was going to die because, what you know, when oh, she's yeah. having, you know, her fainting spells and then she hooks herself up to the machine that shows that she has a five-year life expectancy. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a bad pun. I said to Artie, I was like, oh, no, Peaches is rotting. <laughs> <laughs> well, she kind so of I figured is. after... When she saw that she only has a five-year life expectancy, I was thinking if anybody's going to give themselves up because you know for something, it's going to be Clarissa because she she's got five years life. left. She knows she's, she which knows she's I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Which is I thought what was going to happen when they when they were having the uh, whatever the heck fell apart, and she's like, "I'll fix it," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's oh, yeah. done for." <laughs> yeah, and then she didn't even use her mind. Fix it with a ratchet strap. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, having the consequences of having those mods is, I mean, it's insufficient. Like, yeah, it's a a consequence of the things she did to try to frame Holden, right? Like, she had those mods installed as part of her master plan to destroy James Holden. Um, uh, And so, 
it, it's fitting that she does have some consequences of what she's done, but it's not really adequate um, for killing thousands of innocent people. Um, but whatever. No. <laughs> um, and who knows if that plays out in future books? I know. I know that um, not everyone. Okay, I don't. I don't know who dies or whatever. But the next three novels cover like 30 years. I think there's a there's either a 30-year time jump. There's a 30-year time jump at one point in some of these books. We had, or maybe they just cover a 30-year. I mean, it's amazing that we've gone through six novels and covered like feels like only like three years in the life of these people, right? Um, Uh, so I guess maybe not all of them live out the whole story. I mean, I guess really I thought maybe somebody would die, and you wanted somebody to die in a finale, but this really isn't a finale. Like, this is the series finale, but it's not the story finale, right? So maybe right. people would die in the yeah. last book. Like, I'm expecting somebody to die in the last episode. What I should be saying is, like, oh, I wonder who makes it to the last book. Um, yeah. And maybe that's probably why everybody makes it because we're we're like only two thirds of the way through the story as the authors have conceived it. Um, so yeah, I mean, except as usual, die. Yeah, well, of course. As yeah. usual. So, yeah. as usual for me, the, the highlight of every episode lately is uh, is is Christian. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's the best. I mean, she had, there was three or four really good lines. I mean, when she says, when hold it, you know, when they're, they're first planning everything um, on how to stop Marco. And I forget exactly, I don't remember what Holden says, but she goes, you're such a fucking optimist. It's a miracle you lasted this long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Like, the way Christian she, line. Just every, I mean, she just, and that wasn't even my favorite line of the show, but that was, that was definitely up there. Um, you know, and then we get, you know, and then, you know, at the end of the episode when, you know, they're trying to figure out, you know, basically a peace treaty and everything. And I, you know, I, that's something I really appreciate about this show. Like it's, I, I you know, I, I was just saying before how the government, you know, I was talking about a sci-fi show and, and I'm, I'm worried about real, something being realistic, you know, when we were talking about 4,400. This show is so realistic with with the political yeah. side of things. Like it make you know, like I love the animosity still from Drummer even after everything that's happened. I absolutely love the back and forth with her and Christian. Like they're on completely opposite sides yet in the same mindset. It's so great, and you know, and Christian's got this uphill battle that she's been fighting since pretty much the first time we meet Christian because of the person she used to be and who she is now and getting people to believe that she's not that same person anymore who would torture a belter to get information she wants at any cost necessary. You know, Mm -hmm. Christian has, I I mean, Christian has probably gone through the biggest evolution from the first episode. And so watching that whole scene and, you know, and I love watching Holden sit at the end of the table there while everybody else, you know, the Martians, you know, the Martians are going at it, and, and Christian and and Tamina, and and you know, he's just, I love the way, I love watching him just watch them, you know. Yeah. And then of uh-huh. course, Christian, Christian makes the you know suggestion. How about somebody that's beyond reproach takes you know the, the title, 
and obviously it was obviously Holden because you think about it. I mean, the Rasanante throughout this whole show is the only time consistently that you see a Martian, an Earther, and a Belter all working together. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. It's the only mm-hmm. time in the show that, it, you know, I mean, the, their, their crew is multifaceted, you know? So, yeah. obviously, Holden is obviously the right choice. And yeah. his I little, really, him, and Kame, him and Kamina, their little uh, trickery at the end there was brilliant. And the fact that they, you know, you find out that they planned it all along. Like, they knew that Christian was going to, like, they, they basically tricked Christian into doing it, which is so great, <laughs> you know? And I love it because, like, as he's, he's like, at my first order, and she's like, don't you do it, because she sees it coming. She's like, don't you say yeah. it, don't you say it. And then, he, and then he resigns and appoints Kamina as president. And yeah. she walks up to it and says, you duplicitous little shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but even before that, uh, um, Holden had a good line when he was giving his speech, which was great because he says, someone once told me you shouldn't believe what people say, just watch what they do. That was Christian that said that to him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how she, that's how she knew what was coming next. And then she called him that the this little shit. Yeah. But that whole conversation <laughs> that they have, you can see Christian, like, she has to disagree with him, but at the same time, you can tell she knows he's right. You know, like she's, yeah. pr- she's proud of him. She's proud of, of what he just did because she knows it was the right thing to do. I don't, so I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. I don't know really if he and Kamina plan it from the jump. I kind of felt like Holden got that idea in the meeting. Like when, like when Christian says, okay, it should be somebody who's totally neutral and blah, blah, and Holden says, okay, I do it with certain conditions. I was like, is that the moment where Holden, like, gets this bright idea? Or do you think that he, like, that he and Kamina were like, okay, going into the meeting, Kamina, just keep opposing, keep opposing, keep opposing, and eventually she'll come around and suggest me. Like, that's a huge, do you think that was the plan? I felt like maybe, the way... I thought, I'm like, oh, in that moment in the meeting, he got it. The way that Christian said it to him, I got the feeling that it was planned from the start. Yeah. I mean, it was – it was very – I – It was brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, all I know. It was brilliant, and we'll never regardless know unless of, when, somehow, Regardless of when they thought of it, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. I really – you know, I, I thought that – I also loved that scene you, you were talking about how – even after they fought a war together, the animosity is still there and, and it hasn't, you know, the old hatred hasn't, um, or the old distrust hasn't gone away. Uh, and how could it, right? Like, Kamina, this definitely was a situation of, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Mm-hmm. But that's why they work together. And Kamina was very hostile throughout the entire last several episodes. Like, you know, she... she Rightfully so, with, too. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, I mean she's a she's a belter, and yeah, totally rightfully so. Um, I really thought one of the greatest lines in that meeting is when, you know, they're all arguing about who's going to be in charge, and Kamina keeps saying, "Look, it's not fair. Like you guys have two votes. It's two inners and one belter, and it can never be fair." That and was a great first, point. I guess. 
It was. And I guess Earth and Mars maybe don't see themselves that way, but to a belter, Earth and Mars are basically the same, right? Um, and it was a great point. And, you know, Christian, you know, she can't help herself falling, I don't want to say falling into her old ways. This is what Christian does. This is her entire career. And she says, listen, you have to be reasonable. And, which I'm sure only made Camino want to punch her in the face. And she's like, yeah. I'll give you my word. <laughs> she's like, I'll give you my word that your people will always be considered and have an equal voice. And then Camino says, no, I tell you what, why don't you let the belt totally be in charge? The belt takes total control, and you have my word that your interests will always be, like, taken into account. And there's, like, silence, right? And then Camina says, how come your word is good enough for me, but my word is not good enough for you? Yeah, and that, that was great. To me, it was, like, one of the was, – was a great, great line. Definitely that, a highlight. Like, brought that meeting – yeah, and everybody, like, Mars and Earth have to, like, stop and understand that, right? And that's when James says, like – that's when James is, like – I don't know if James, maybe that's when James got the idea. Maybe not. I don't know. But it was a great point. It was a great point. Like, like, even if Christian is a different person now, I don't know. Like, had things gone differently, had Kamina not come on board or whatever, I don't know if really Christian would have ever really been able to treat the belt differently. I mean, she would. She wouldn't torture really anymore, but she would still have all these generals and politicians around her who wanted to do things differently, right? Like, she stood up against Mars yeah. a couple of weeks ago when they wanted to attack, and she's like, Earth is not going with you. Sorry. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's a brilliant idea. It's the only way, right? And Kamina is respected. Like, James knows that that Officer Allen respects Drummer. Um and that drummer would be probably a fair person, or at least drummer's not going to try to kill people. Um, so, yeah, it was. I mean, it was brilliant solution and really the only solution because James would kind of suck at that job, I think, don't you? Holden yeah. would not be good at that job. No, he really, he really wouldn't. Union. First of all, he's not cut out for a desk job, right? Second of all, Naomi would have yeah. to what quit flying the Rathanati and sit around like, like being his wife or whatever. I don't know what was going to happen, right? Like that would he wouldn't be good at that job. He's a, first of all, he's too honest. He would be a terrible negotiator, don't you think? Like he's not a guy well, that exactly, I feel like could. But that's why they wanted him because he's honest, and he's yeah. not going to pick sides. He's not going to say Earth is better or Mars or the Belters. He's not going to he's not going to ever be biased. He's going to you know, he would have made the decision based on what was best for everybody. You know, nobody was going to be able to sweep, yeah. flip, him, flip him a 20 under the desk to get him to you change know, his you're mind. You're right. I just think but maybe he's a little but I, but I, easy to be played. No, but I'm saying, that's, I'm saying that's why they chose him. I, I completely agree with you that he would have been bad at it because <laughs> he would have constantly yeah. Okay, yeah. been trying to find a middle ground. And, you know, you know I completely agree he would have been done, bad at right? it. No. He'd be trying to make everybody happy. Nothing would ever get done. Exactly. People would play him. People would mm-hmm. lie to him. And he'd, he'd be like, I'm honest. I can't believe they're not honest. Right? Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He'd be. Yeah. He'd be bad at it. So it's the perfect way for it to end. I'm kind of. So, I mean, I'd, be, I'd watch the next season, whatever that was going to be. Like, 
to me, that would be interesting to watch. I mean, you know, Jamie talked a little bit about how it was slow and the politics was not always her favorite thing. Um, and they were slow in season one, but they've become such a great aspect of the show that I personally would find it interesting to see how this trade union works. I and remember. Probably, yeah. Remember me not liking the show? I, I remember season one, how, how many, I remember there was quite a few times you were like, I had to watch the episode again because the politics are so much like I got to pay more attention. You're like, I try watching the show while doing nothing, and I can't do that. I've got to pay attention to the politics. And once you got your, you know, once you got invested and you got your head, mind wrapped around it, that was your favorite part of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first part of the first season, there's not a lot of action. It's setting up all of this. Um, yeah. And all this belter stuff, and it, I mean, it does pay off. I had to really invest in it more and give it some time. And not be, I guess maybe I expected to be more spoon fed. You know, it was a, yeah. it was a, I mean, look, I watch a lot of stuff on the sci fi network, not to bash them, but the shows tend to be simpler um, on, mm-hmm. on, on sci fi. And this was like really complex and really, okay, so I feel like you could really see the Earth position. I'm not going to say I could ever necessarily see the Mars position. Mars was, I mean, you could, but Mars was mostly seen as like a, an aggressor and a bad faith partner. Um, Bobby was like the only representation of Mars that was really a. a and Alex. A, and Alex, but Alex was like, Alex was sort of like, he wasn't in exile, but he no longer lived on Mars. He lived on the right, he'd abandoned his yeah. family. He'd been like, Alex was a Martian, but was not like, go, go Mars. <laughs> right? But he still defended like Mars Bobby. a lot. Whenever the conversations he came did. up, he would still. Still defend him. Bobby's our Martian character who 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 yeah. is the only person associated with the Mars military who I think who wasn't a total jerk and liar. Yeah. So, so this speaking is the Mars of, military. Uh, yeah. I was just going there myself. Totally, how, how they totally screwed Marco at the last second. <laughs> that guy that guy who well he, well, he yeah, used but, to be a Martian. Admiral, he's gone. Yeah, he's bad, the one that. But that he's the one awesome. that. He, he's the one that took off of the proto molecule, and and that's actually funny because when Marco was talking, I think to Rosenfeld, it was either Rosenfeld or Philip, and he said something uh, about it, and I went, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, he had that whole, I know something nobody else does, ha 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 ha, and I went, oh my god, I was like, this is gonna end badly. I was like, they're going to be at Medina mm-hmm. Station. They're going to be like, yeah, we're going to we're going to stop this. And then all of a sudden, they're going to come through with like this proto molecule shit. And I was like, this is not going to end well. So I was very excited and relieved when he was like, <laughs> yeah, Marco, you know, I rethought things, and uh, you're on your own. Request denied. And and <laughs> transmission. And I was like, and the look on Marco's face was priceless. Like he knew he was fucked. And I was like, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he never, like, you know, I, that's like his ego, right? Like, he just totally, like, how could yeah. Marco, like, totally trust this guy who had totally betrayed, he betrayed his own people. He betrayed Mars. He betrayed yeah. the inners. He betrayed all kind of decent people who don't want to be in a war. And and yeah. Marco, like, like, believed him and went for it for, I don't know why, Um 
and then to be screwed is like, a, I mean, that's just Marco's ego, I guess, thinking that like everybody's going to do, yeah. see his greatness and do what he says or whatever. Yeah. It was fantastic. And, was, and so, and, and we got, so the Laconia story actually, you know, it event, essentially had a point. Um, and I, uh, you know, yeah. I guess they just, they wanted to, I mean, there's more to the whole thing. Obviously, like next season, we would have gotten a lot more of the Laconia story. Um, so I'm not really sure why they decided to put a lot of it in, um, because you know it's stuff from the oh. books, obviously. So yes, I that's mean, why. So, I, mean, I, I mean, so and I, I mean, and then we get question. to see that, that weird. Sh- oh, did you? I'm gonna say you have another interview I that I haven't watched yet. I I interviewed um, Ty Frank and and Benjamin Daniel Alexander, who um, wrote the novels, and they're yes. executive producers and writers. And Narayan Shankar, who's the showrunner. And I asked those guys. My question is not the most eloquent ever, but I was like, oh my god, that doesn't even feel like a finale. That feels like a beginning. That whole Laconia storyline was a slow burn, and then like, wow. And so, why did you choose to like? And the season that way, and they were like, "Uh, because that's how the book ends. That was in the book. <laughs> um, although they did say that, <laughs> they're like, well, basically that's where the book ends. And, like, we couldn't just not do the protomolecule. The protomolecule was so much of the whole show oh, yeah. for five seasons. No, I understood that That we could just right. not do the protomolecule. They did say that Strange Dogs is a novella. It's the, you know, there are nine novels yes. in the series. And then there's a whole bunch of novellas and short stories there's, that are, like, associated material. Yes. And Strange yes, Dogs that. is one of them. Yes. And, yep. I and, didn't know that. And they really, thought, they really thought Strange Dogs was a good way to bring it in, but they were like, well, basically, that's how the book was, so that's why we did it that way. And we couldn't just not do the protomolecule, although they kind of didn't because, you know, in the end, Naomi has this idea, you know, that – that we saw that bit with the ring entities earlier in the season, and like, let's wake up the ring entities. But the ring entities are not the protomolecule people, right? Like they, the ring entities wiped out the protomolecule people. Yes. The protomolecule builders. So the protomolecule is out there, and it seems like Admiral Martian Man, whatever his name is, I forget his name. Admiral um, Martian Man. He's really like flirting with danger right the 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 ring builders the, no the protomolecule people protomolecule builders built the rings the ring entities wiped out the protomolecule people and took over the rings um and they're basically as powerful as gods compared to us right yeah. am i remembering all this correctly yes so he's courting disaster but so i felt like that i mean that's protomolecule storyline but that's not really, like, we don't really know what happened with the protomolecule or where it is or what this guy is doing with where it. Where it's going to go. Except, yeah. Um, so anyway, they said, yeah, we did it because that's how the book was. So I asked them about that. I asked them about, I asked them about Kamina's speech when she says unbent, unbowed, unbroken in the previous episode. I was like, I asked them if that was a shout out to Game of Thrones. And there's some discussion about that in the interview. And I asked them something else. What else did they – oh, I asked them about, like, how they really, really broke down all their female characters and took everything away from them this season. I mean, like, Kamina in particular, 
but also Kristen and Naomi have all lost everything coming into this last episode. And I asked them a little bit about that. And, and um, Daniel Alexander said, being a, he said, being a protagonist is a terrible thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a little like three or four minute thing that's up also. In addition to the interview, there's an interview with um, uh, Wes Chatham and Nadine Nicole who play Amos and Peaches. Oh, cool. That's up also. A little short thing about where where they've been this season, which couldn't go posted till now because the mods, you know, are basically going to kill Clarissa eventually. So, we, like, the interview wasn't really spoiler except for that one little thing. So that's why it was held until now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, those are up. So I have <laughs> made the decision that, the you know, with the way I mean that as finales go, that was great. I mean, one of the yeah. I I I know endings are hard. I I say it all the time, you know. Um, I mean, so many people I've talked to lost fifty fifty how people feel about that. Dexter is my most hated ending of a show ever. Um, yeah. Fringe. I I would I I I can live with Fringe's ending. Uh, there was a lot of reasons I did not like it. Um. You know, it, endings are hard. This might be one of the best endings I've ever seen for something. It was, it was so good. Um, and again, partly it's a good ending because it's the end of a book, not the end of the story. Because the story is still out there. The show is just ending, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I have decided I, I need more. So I am going to – I've always been on the edge – I'm going to read the books. <laughs> and go back from the beginning. Yeah. Yep. I, I want to yep. read them also. Go. My problem is, do I put them in line ahead of a whole bunch of other stuff that I, that I need to read? But to read nine books, I should have already been started, right? <laughs> um, um, well, I, I actually, I was curious how, I, I, looked, I, I wikied, I killed a wiki. And um, yeah. each book is, a, uh, the, the longest book is like 550 pages. So, oh, so it's not like Game of Thrones where everyone is like a minimum yeah, of 500 pages. So, yeah, the longest so, book is 500 pages. I mean, they on average, I would say, I think the shortest one of the novels, I think it's like 450, you know? So okay, yeah. They average yeah. around 500 pages. So, and I, right, I so can knock that cool. out in a week. I, yeah, so I, I look at it as worst case scenario, it's going to take me – maybe two months to read them all, if that. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> know, except you can't read on I'm... Mondays. you got to watch so much TV on Monday nights. Yeah, right? Um, so, yeah. one other thing that, that is very uh, amazing that they did this, um, I don't know if you've re- seen it online or you caught any of it, but the three squads that went down to Medina Station uh, yeah. Somebody on the internet, I, I, you know, I don't have, I mean, if this has been lost, I would have caught this myself, I'm sure. This is not lost. Yeah. I don't do those things anymore. But there are people who still do this. And somebody caught something amazing that I did not pick up on. This has got to be one of the coolest Easter eggs on a TV show ever. So they had that 
um, when they were all do you know calling out saying when they were all saying you know in their toilets saying they were ready, and they had the screen of all the names and everything, everybody in the pod. So, Alpha Squad, uh, Bobby's squad. um, In her squad was G Akbar, as in Gael Akbar from Star from Return of the Jedi. Uh, D. Quaid, Douglas Quaid from Total Recall. D. Bowman from, as in David Bowman from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, C. Shepard, which is a character in a Mass Effect game. Uh, Amos, of course. Um, D. Idaho is Duncan Idaho from Dune. Um a. Rogan was Alex Rogan from The Last Starfighter. Did you ever see The Last Starfighter back in the 80s? No, but I once, I once dated a boy named Alex Rogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jay Nesmith is Jason Nesmith. From, you must have seen Galaxy Quest with Tim Allen. That was Tim Allen's character. Um, uh, no, I've not seen that. Oh. E. Buck, which is anyway. Edward Buck for... Uh, character in the Halo games. And then Bra- Bravo mm-hmm. Squad, we have Ripley from Alien. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Hicks, also from Alien. Hicks, yeah. Joseph Cooper from... Character. Yep. Joseph Cooper from Interstellar. Mm. John Anderton from My- Minority Report. Uh, oh, Jeanette, Van- yeah. Jeanette Vasquez and another uh, member from Aliens. Aliens. Wow. William Hudson, also from Aliens. Yeah, pretty much this whole squad is oh, Aliens. Hudson might, yeah. Hudson, might be, Rick, Hudson might be the Bill Pullman character, yeah. Rick Deckard from squad. Blade Runner. Right. And Jack, and Jack O'Neill from Stargate. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed on, and then, on a number of levels. And then there's a Charlie squad. Yep, the Charlie Squad was Lucky Star from a look, uh, book. I'd never heard of this book. Uh, there's a book series called Lucky Star. Uh, Louise Banks from Arrival. Kevin Flynn from Tron. Roy Neary from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Johnny Rico from Starship Troopers. Kara Thrace from Battlestar Galactica. Sarah Connor from Terminator. Oh, yeah. Uh... Ryan Stone from Gravity and William Riker from Star Trek. Wow! Awesome that they did that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome that they did that. And like, I whoever was that like special effects person who put in those, or whoever decided that we're gonna we put in these screens. This is what's gonna say is awesome that they spent all that time doing that. It's incredible and also like. Whoever that person is on the internet who saw that was going to Google every single yeah. one of and find out who they are. Amazing. That's one of the greatest Easter eggs ever, or like 30 of the greatest yeah. Easter eggs ever. Yes, that's cool as hell. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't notice that. I did look at it and saw a few names, but I, like, I mean, there was so much going on in that scene, right? Said to, like, move on. Um, that's cool. Uh, that's almost a good note, maybe to start to wrap this up on. I don't know. I, I, I do. Uh, we that's why, really I, saved, that's why I saved it for the end. 
<laughs> yeah. We didn't really talk about Laconia, but we did. Like, I don't think we need to talk about the details of what happened with that kid coming back. Uh, it was, it's not really it was Pet Cemetery in space. I, yeah, it was. I think maybe if you'd read the books, maybe you'd be like, that was kind of great. Because you knew where that was going and what it's setting up. Well, I might feel um, that I might feel that way uh, in in a couple of weeks when I get to book six. <laughs> yeah, I I mean it, it definitely felt like I mean if if there was a seventh season, like it definitely felt like they were setting up the next season, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which we know there's not going to be one of. Um, but it doesn't really feel like I was left hanging. Like I don't feel like that's a thread no. that wasn't wrapped up. I think that was a perfect amount of appeasing what could happen next for these characters. Um, I felt like um, showing that structure uh, of, of the proto-molecule and then him and then finding out that, you know, this was all a plan of Marcos and the Admiral saying, yeah. screw you. I, I, I felt that it, <laughs> you know, brought it together in a, in a satisfying way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I even and, and even more so, it, it kind of is foreshadowing because um, the admiral says he's like I've got gods to kill, is what he says to Marco. Yes, yes. So is he gonna like try to go after the ring entities and like? That's what, like, I, that's kind of what I thought. Like, is he literally gonna go after them? I mean, good luck to you. Like, there are like, is he really gonna <laughs> go after them because he wants? I mean, I guess what he wants is control of the rings or, or does he want the protomolecule or is he just using the protomolecule to get, like, it's not clear what this guy wants, right? Does he just want control no. of the rings to control trade? He wants to control the protomolecule um, and use it. I mean, like, like, yeah, that's a loaded, that's such a, that could mean so many things and be such a loaded statement right there. Um, uh, I think this, was a really good example of, of like, okay, so the ninth book is out. So the show is not, I was going to say it's a good example of, like, not letting the show get ahead of the novel. Like, we all saw what happened when Game of Thrones, the show, got yeah. ahead of the novels, right? And it all started, like, going to shit when the TV people came to <laughs> call the shots a little more, right? Um, and so... Uh, I mean, the ninth book, like, just came out, um, and these guys were ahead. So we all, I mean, there could be, like, I'd be, if somebody made another season of it, I mean, look, I don't want to see another season of it unless all the same people are on it. Like, like I think part of the success of, of the Amazon vert incarnation is not just that Amazon put the money into it. I mean, you and I talked about this, like, three seasons ago, when they made the jump to Amazon, you could really see the increase in budget happening. Like mm-hmm. suddenly we got off the spaceship and got onto planets or whatever. Um, but a, a huge part of the success, I think, was the entire creative team coming over from, like, the sci-fi production. I, I mean, I don't know if it was sci-fi original, what studio owns this or whatever, but they all came over together, right? Like everybody comes over and uh, – and they all stay intact and make this show together. And I think that was a really important yeah. part of it. Don't you? Like, oh, absolutely. I'm sneeze. Hang on one second. One second. Yeah. Um... Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there was a lesson here about not getting ahead of your source material. If you're going to base it on source material, I'm trying to think of, like, things that got ahead of the source material and still were good. And I'm not – I'm sure they're out there, right? But I don't know what – 
they are. <laughs> um, you know, you know, it all depends sometimes. I mean, Game of Thrones changed a lot of stuff even before they got ahead of the source material. Yeah. I mean, and, and that I was did. the other thing. I mean, Game of let's put it this way, you know, Game of Thrones would not have gotten ahead of the source material had they included more from the source material into the show. Like, you figure, yeah. um, you know, Jon Snow, wait, what book are we on? We're waiting for book six, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, book five, book five is when Jon Snow dies. Yeah. Um, they only, how many seasons were there? Eight? Eight. Chaco died. Those books were those books were so massive that yeah. you could never you couldn't Game of the first Game of Thrones itself like, the whole thing is called Song of Fire and Ice. Game of Thrones is the name of the first book. The right. first book is the smallest. The first season worked just going doing beginning to the end of the first season within the confines of that book. After that they didn't do the show justice by trying to do everything, <clears throat> excuse me, a season, a book. The books were too massive. Yeah. So had they, and they cut, and they cut a lot of stuff from the books out of the show. Had they included more stuff and done each, like from book tooth on, I mean, you could have conceivably had 12 seasons of the show. Yeah. If you had cut the books in half per season. Yeah. But, you know. You know I haven't, I haven't did, read so. this Expanse series. I mean, I, I think it helps that when your characters are separated by thousands of miles and have to ride a horse, it takes them an entire book to get to find their friend, whereas in space you're just like, bloop, somewhere there, right? Um, but I think, <laughs> I think ultimately it's a lesson about being ahead of your source material and, 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 and having, from from where I sit as a viewer watching these two shows, it feels to me as though the creators of The Expanse had a much stronger hand in creating the television program than George R. R. Michael was able to that. devote to Game of Thrones. Now, he was maybe too busy with, with all of his other projects, right? Or he, or they didn't involve, they, they didn't choose to involve him to this level, or he chose not to be involved to this level, right? But to me, like, look, I mean, you didn't see George R. R. Martin doing interviews after episodes and seasons the way these guys are, right? And they managed to write three more right. books and a bunch of novellas while they were making this television show. Um, not yeah. to criticize GRR, he's got a different, like, he's got a different method and a different piece of content he's writing, and it's a totally different thing, right? And I, I don't mean to criticize him as a writer. I mean, it's just an example of, like, when you make a show, here's what can happen from different ways of approaching it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when they, I mean, he was, he was already writing the sixth book when the show started. So nobody I mean, imagined. Years. <laughs> that yeah. he's going years to... and he's still, he's still writing the, he's still writing the same book he was writing he's before writing the phone came on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's still writing it. Uh, he has a very he, well. Of course, there's only one of him, and there are two of these guys. <laughs> um, Fair enough. And my understanding is that they 
write different characters. Like one of them writes, like depending yeah. on which character is the POV character, they take turns writing the chapter for that character. Um, yep. So anyway, yeah, I think I, it, I'm totally satisfied with it. I thought it was great. It was, I am I mean, too. It was, the story was wrapped up well and it like emotionally was wrapped up well. And I agree with you on reading the books. I'm really excited to read a book where Kamina Drummer is now head of the trade union, right? And half of the Oh, my God. Like, oh, my good God. Good luck, Kamina. I'm so glad. Good luck, Drummer. So glad you mentioned Kamina again because I almost forgot the best part of all this that I found out recently. Mm-hmm. So I know you're not really a video game person, but I am extremely excited because I just found out that – Telltale Games is creating an Expanse video game, and you will play oh, yeah. as Kamina Drummer. And you will play as Kamina Drummer, and it's going to take place prior to the events of the show. Oh, really? So it's like Drummer's life as a pirate in the belt. Basic, yeah. Because that's really I am who very excited. She was before, right? Was a was a pirate. Yeah. Um, Yes, I, I am very excited. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't know, Telltale tell, tell, tell Games is very famous for, you know, kind of play, uh, having these kind of like choose-your-own-adventure type uh, adventure games. Um, most famously, you know, they've, they've done <clears throat> Game of Thrones, Minecraft, um, but their their biggest and bestseller and most popular was their Walking Dead series. Oh, um, yeah? There's a couple others that they've done that I can't think of. I think they did a Back to the Future game. Um but yeah, their their Walking Dead was best, definitely their best. Um, I played the game. I played some of the uh, Walking Dead. I played all the, the Game of Thrones, which was supposed to have more, but then they never did any more with it. So yeah, I am very excited for this Expanse game. No release date or anything. This, this, this information just came out. Um, just that uh. they're you're, you're going to play as drummer, and it takes place before the first episode of the show. Well, that's great because that gives them oh, yeah. probably a lot of freedom, and that's great. Wow. I'm almost surprised yeah, there hasn't been excited. one yet. I'm very excited. And yet, so I don't know anything about this. I'm just going to, like, make something up here and speculate that um, I'm perhaps glad that these television and novel creators and authors and showrunners and whatever were not distracting themselves with the video game until they got the show done. Like, this is a criticism <laughs> that we've had. I mean, this is a criticism a lot of people have had of G.R. Martin, that he's got all these spinoffs with HBO, and he's got all these other books and all this other stuff that he's in. He's a lot of other interests, right, that distract him. And a lot of criticism of of The Walking Dead is that Kirkman, and Kirkman's got a lot of other things going. I mean, look, Kirkman finished The Walking Dead and moved on with his life, and he writes other things now. So I don't really maybe want to blame Kirkman, right? He did finish yeah. the comic series. But that he had a lot of other stuff going on, and that Gimple has a lot of other stuff going on, and, they, and the, the intellectual property has got all these other things going on, um, and not, like, paying attention to the main story. So I'm happy you're getting your video game, and uh, maybe it's great that it's coming out, the show's over. And yeah, now let all the internet fake stories begin about season seven. <laughs> <laughs> They're already starting. They won't. They won't do me again. Right. You see these headlines that say new season seven of the Expanse, and then it basically the article says there is no season seven of the Expanse, or yeah, or it's like made up like British tabloid stuff. Yeah. 
So anyway, all right. So like I I I almost started rewatching the show almost right away. It's that good. This is not a show that I need to set aside like Lost. I couldn't. I had to put aside for a while before I could rewatch it. Yeah. I could see myself. I it's it's um, you know I've been you know Artie and I have been watching so much stuff like, you know, um. I tell him different shows to watch and everything. And I was like, I said to him one day, I was like, cause Damon's eight now. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm going to have to do this again in a couple of years. Like in four years, I'm going to start <laughs> doing all the, start watching all the stuff. I started watching with Artie when he was 12, when he turned 12. Oh my God. Artie like, will be, be going to You'll be sitting down with, yeah. Artie will be 18, gone to college and you'll be sitting down with Damon and being like, okay, so back in the 2000s, there was a show called Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to start with Lost, I guess. You know how to make your mommy watching a show called Lost. Um, yeah, but but on know, that list of things that I'm eventually going to watch with Damon is going to be The Expanse. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's yeah. when I will do. I will do my rewatch in probably about five years, maybe. All right. Yeah, you got to do a him on. You're not, even fin- you're not even finished with the with the 14 year olds yet. You got to finish. Get one kid fully through the canon. Well, that's, that a, to that's, watch. The, that's the thing, Karen. I don't think I'm ever going to be finished with the 14 year old because it's like you think about it. I mean, I've got 46 years, <laughs> almost 47, and it's like there's been so much I've watched and so many things I've enjoyed. Like there's been so many times where like we just watched The Sandlot for the first time with the boys finally. And uh, oh yeah. You know, it's just so funny. There's so many things I'm like, we we haven't watched this yet, or we haven't watched that yet. I'm like, oh my god, that's one more thing we got to put on our list. <laughs> Boy, being a parent, it's really a lot of work. It is so much good TV oh and movies. Oh my god, I mean, you're like your kids' intellectual and, and cultural development is a, an awesome responsibility that I see you take very seriously. I'm I'm pleased to see that AJ, but boy, it's a lot of work. Mm. <laughs> so anyway alright mm. I think that wraps right. us up for another week and oh correction Resident Alien is not on Monday it's on Wednesday next okay, week so good. Resident Alien's two weeks off so we won't so. discuss for two weeks so alright good that yeah. gives me a chance to wrap up some other things I'm doing and watching I'm almost finished so, with our station all right. so alright well all right. It's been great. Another good night. Yep. Uh, we'll have a really short show next week with, I guess, just Snow, well, Snowpiercer and Boba Fett. Oh, and the 4400 next week. And the 4400, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, great. A fond farewell to The Expanse. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. And, uh, Karen, have a good week. You and too. we'll do have it again week. next Tuesday. All right. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone.